Welcome back to episode 122 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, a busy week for us with our one-year Rovi anniversary. Next, we examine how Mark Zuckerberg is campaigning the metaverse to the public. Then we take a look at Art Week in the metaverse. And finally, we found a solution to the liquidity problem of NFTs. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 122 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's up, everybody? And uh, we got a couple of things to discuss. Of course, this is a podcast, so we're going to chill a little bit. It's been a hectic week after one week, or actually one week after the one-year anniversary of Roby. Yeah. Uh, I think that happened after our last podcast recording, but a lot of you guys probably yeah. aren't even aware of Roby's, dude. I think that's true. during the development of Roby's is like our Man. blackout period for this podcast. Uh, podcast format yeah actually there was too many things happening at the time that's to continue part of the podcast the, exactly it was like a lot of business things a lot of personal things yeah and developing a whole new project yeah, yeah. developing a new project yeah which was the and it's our attempt at capitalizing on pfp mania i think we did a good job but we, yeah. we wanted to introduce a new spin because if you guys are old-time listeners you know our focus has been the metaverse ever since we discovered decentraland on this podcast yeah. We've kind of like, we've been yeah. stuck and ingrained in that whole movement ever since. Yeah. And we're as deep as it gets at this point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't even know if we even talked about how Zuckerberg changed their name to Meta. We Maybe not on the podcast, but we definitely made some videos we about did, that. did some videos. So, so if you go yeah. back to our old podcast where we, we had a black curtain. <laughs> That's true. And yeah. uh, we it were like in ass. a hole. <laughs> it was total ass, in other words. We were asking ourselves, does it make sense to stick with <laughs> the metaverse? Like, are we crazy or is everyone else crazy? Yeah, because during those times, while we were fixated and obsessed with the idea of this whole virtual renaissance possibility that nobody else was talking about at the time, yeah. <coughs> everybody was busy, you know, flipping food coins from being spun up from DeFi forks and stuff yeah. like that. and. The first NFTs were popping off, you know, Top Shots yeah. and um, art, 2D art to be spe specific, you know. Yeah. Thank you, Beeple. Beeple and Fuocious, they were taking off. Yep. So we were kind of like left on the outside, like, you know, playing in our digital land, <laughs> <laughs> creating these little virtual experiences, you know. Nobody really cared about it at the time. Yeah. Right. So we were, yeah, we're and then asking ourselves, dude, like, what's are we stupid? And then suddenly, October 2021, <laughs> yeah, Mark Zuckerberg makes the biggest announcement uh, for Facebook in its history. They changed the name from Facebook to Meta, <laughs> which took us by huge like, shocker. Someone say Meta? Like, I know, dude. That I mean, so it was a good and bad reaction. Like bad meaning, like, come on, man, really? Like you took. A, we call our content metas, yeah. right? So it was like, that was supposed to be ours. Yeah. <laughs> but at the, in the same breath, I was like so happy. I was like, dude. I, and I remember, remember like, I, I think we had a conversation that next morning. I was like, dude, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to us. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. It did. Yeah, it was. It was. Because it, all of a sudden, we don't look like crazy Psych Psychopaths. Or maybe we still do, because the world doesn't really like look at Zuckerberg as like under the prettiest of lenses. So yeah, now we're kind of like categorized with him. Like, I, you know, I guess we're, the we're thing also is, lizard people, basically. Well, for sure. <laughs> but I think the thing is, is that Zuckerberg can move mountains. And so yeah. if he decides to <laughs> invest in a sector with $10 billion, people are going to pay attention. Yeah. And it, for the most yeah. part, most people see the metaverse and are like, what? This is it? This looks like Roblox. Or this looks like <laughs> yeah, you know, that 10-year-old project. Even his version of the metaverse as of today is yeah. not impressive, right? With, not. with an infinite resource pool. Yeah. Thousands of engineers and developers and artists and marketers all working in unison towards this like cohesive goal of yeah. like uh, yeah of creating the immersive layer to the internet. It's like still uh, nobody's turned on by the idea yet. Yeah, for sure. So that's just a testament to how difficult it is for one, and like how you know how technology kind of evolves. It always starts out very primitive and very like I don't know like a niche. Yeah. It's not very attractive. Yeah, no tech layer ever just comes out the gate like just like a, a boom, 
of a success, right? Like there's always like an adoption phase and cycles and stuff like that to it. So, yeah. And if you guys are keeping up with what's going on with board apes, for example, they're, they're working with improbable and they come yeah. out with like really cool tech, but it took them 10 years to develop yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you, yeah, most people don't look into that. So they see like this team is just like, damn, it's like just board came apes. Out with a banger. Yeah. Board apes can do anything. Yeah. And it's like th- that takes 10 years in the making. Yeah, and and, if, and if you don't know who we're talking about. It's improbable, right? right. And if you look into their history, <coughs> I bet you if the metaverse didn't come at this this inflection point, they probably would have They've gone out of business within the next couple of years, just because you know they developed this technology for, I think during the time where MMORPG experiences were like the hotness of the gaming industry. Yeah, I can recall because during that era, that's what I was doing as a player, mm-hmm. but the gaming industry kind of navigated to a different direction and uh, there wasn't as much, I guess, utility for their technology. And if you look into it, dude, they're burning quite a lot of, you know, liquidity yeah, for sure annually, right. With no, with I no mean, revenue. Any R and D project is going to be very expensive and yeah. you, you have to allocate a lot of funds for, to actually break ground. Yeah. And they certainly have. Yeah. And they position themselves like as authoritative. Yeah. Um, they're, they're industry actors. leaders. Yeah, now they they came in with, like you said, authority. They showed the world, look what we're capable of. We have thousands of apes yeah. aping around together. And a single server, a single yeah. instance, you can yeah. see thousands of people in game. And you don't see those green render walls like you do in Decentraland, stuff yeah. like this, right? They're, yeah. they're really flexing out here. Yeah. And I think they got a lot of people worried, Decentraland included. Mm-hmm. Um, they, Even Zuckerberg, they, maybe. Uh, well, they're, they're firing direct shots at... Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Zuckerberg, so... Yeah, I was going to say, it was like, maybe they could, <coughs> you know, start some collaboration where all of a sudden you put on, you don your headset and you see thousands of avatars out there. Where? For uh, Horizon. Yeah, I could see That'd that. That'd be insane. <coughs> you think, I mean, I, I, so you think that's going to be like a standard expectation for all metaverses or... Well, I would think so. I mean, if you go to any other country, you see thousands of people, right? It's like... It but not be all no at different. once. But I guess if there's like events, yeah, like well, concerts, like or um, airport, there's thousands of people there. Schools, there's thousands of people there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I mean, it's pretty common. You're right. So population density is is a critical component to. Uh, and and think about it. Any metaverse, it's a pretty <laughs> small confined space in mm-hmm. any regard. Yeah. So you should be able to see thousands of people if it's attractive enough, right? Mm-hmm. So, so having said that, yeah, improbable because they spent ten years developing it, and uh, they have such a, a lead. Yeah, when it comes to like uh, at least the tech stack. Yeah, and how developers should design their metaverse. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be part of our initiative just to keep our eyes on their progress with the other side, and we've been looking into it. In fact, I think Dahlia bought her first piece piece of land. Did she or? Did she um, not? I think she's planning on it. Okay, yeah. so she's looking into it just because she's understanding the value of yeah the other side. Like yeah. they're they're really trying to uh, prove something here with not just the tech layer, but also <coughs> the economic side of things. And uh, I think the founder, very interesting guy, Narulo. He's he's actually has a book that he's yeah. going to release in October. Yeah, we're going to start a book club because of this. <laughs> yeah, we should do okay. a book review. A book review, yeah, on the podcast. Because I mean, it's I think it's titled "Digital Societies" or "Virtual Societies." Virtual societies, yeah. Dude, that's right up our alley, man. Yeah, that's our jam. That is our jam. So I got to know what he thinks. You know what the virtual society is going to look like, because that's what we're focused on. It's yeah. enabling that, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, so another news, another guy who's saying similar things. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Was interviewed by Joe Rogan. Yeah. And I've only listened to about half the podcast. It's three hours long. It's really hard to listen to a whole podcast, dude. It is. Well, that's why we cut ours down to one hour. Yeah. We used to do almost like three hours. Three hours. Two and a half to three. I don't know how we did it. I guess because everything was so fresh. Yeah. Like everything was so fresh. I think the the bear market had a lot of activity. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about. <sighs> yeah. You know what else? <clears throat> we might have to give back to those. That's that phase because we're getting a lot of feedback from family friends that's true. That's viewers true. abroad like hey man you guys just seem cool and all and we love your new setup but <laughs> we don't know what the hell you guys are talking about yeah because we're so deep at this point yeah like we've gone we've passed some weird like cell membrane layer mm-hmm. of understanding yeah <laughs> like 
our heads are it's not even like our heads are peeking through like our whole body has like <laughs> crossed over yeah but nobody else has like we've, very few people are like just peeking their he- eyeballs through yeah we've ascended essentially. i guess <laughs> but, but we're by but we're alone and we're trying to communicate to the world all these things but it's like dude yeah and part of the motivation of the podcast is to first explain really complex things but also identify problems within the the industry the crypto industry and find, opportunity find solutions which presents opportunities yeah. which is not investment advice however it you, is yeah, it get, is something to think about in terms of like understanding how big of a problem is and then seeing a solution yeah and positioning yourself however you see fit yeah you know, i mean yeah whatever it goes, it's up to you it, it goes back to um the internet days in the late 80s yeah to um to yeah. the the early days <coughs> of the computer yep and and having access to purchasing stocks yep i mean it was yeah if you knew all those three things mm-hmm. you'd be a multimillionaire today right easily yeah and it doesn't just have to be the purchasing of you know speculative Assets. instruments it could just be you know you, you see this technology on the horizon this new paradigm of human experiences whatever um this is an opportunity to learn like a whole new career path or skill. Oh, you know? absolutely. Like, like you said, early internet, dude, if, if you're like, you know, entering your middle mid ages and you're, you're aware it's like, dude, this internet stuff's going to change everything. Maybe right. I should, you know, pick up a computer and learn how to <laughs> it's like, put some code in it. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. And if you made that decision 20, 30 years ago, I bet you it paid handsomely dividends, like as far as a career by now. Oh, yeah. So the same thing is like, we're, we're, putting out there trying to be make people aware of the metaverse inevitability. Yeah. So there's a lot of different like vectors of participation outside of just, you know, buying stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we keep talking about the metaverse. The 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 most important skill here are two things, programming and 3D modeling. <laughs> what else? Um, um communication skills, I guess. Yeah, like community is going to be incredibly important and we just had got off a call with our own community, That's which right. was, it was impromptu as fuck. It was amazing just to like hop into the discord yeah and just and listen. the community just churning away on their own and yeah. like they're, they're 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 coming up with their own formulas of uh st- their own strategies of like yeah how to optimize everything that's going on within their own communities yeah. it's like dude what the hell yeah so you're right communication organization skills uh just pure hustle <laughs> all yeah. these things right yeah mentioning the uh just listening to that call it just reminds me that there's actual Activity happening outside of our own world, dude. <laughs> I know. It's wild. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't spend enough time peeking out that membrane, dude. Like, we're locked into that yeah. cell. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, so we're getting feedback, again, like, from family and stuff. So, in other words, we, we probably have to start over at some point with this podcast. Yeah. And, like, go back to the roots, the basics. Yeah, and, and like, you like know. Literally, we're, like, what is money? <laughs> well, I, dude, I, these are, this is my jam, dude. <laughs> I love talking about. Well, this we stuff. used to talk about that stuff all the time because you know Bitcoin was the focus early on, right? Yeah, it was. It was. And so the question yeah. is, if you're listening, whether on YouTube, you're watching us on YouTube, or listening to the audio version of the podcast, let yeah. us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're almost at ten thousand subscribers, so please uh, yeah. subscribe and um, and let us know what you think about <coughs> actually going back into the the fundamentals of why crypto is important yeah why should it matter to you right like <clears throat> you're a human on earth you were born you didn't yeah. choose to be born but you were yeah and at some point in life you became old enough and aware enough that like dude like you're trapped <laughs> in some yeah. system of <laughs> economic system whether you like it or not like either you participate or you're 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 on the streets dude yeah. like you're living a very unpleasant life so why yeah (laughs) why am i in this situation who the hell put this in place like you know they kind of like just forced it upon my existence these are things that need to be understood if we're going to figure out like what's the future of the the metaverse right the next stage yeah of humanity of of human (laughs) economic yeah human participation right like we got to figure out like how we got here in the first place right yeah, so let us know if you think we should talk about that because I, I think it's important. Yeah. I, I just don't know if our like audience start? <laughs> our audience really thinks we should go through all that. Well, you mean like our audience just wants to know like how do I get rich quick type Basically, shit? Basically, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing of feedback we heard too. From the same breath of like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And also, how do, we make how money? do I make money <laughs> from the things that you're saying? Yeah. 
And I understand all of that, you know, because at one point in time, when I first got into the crypto space, that was my only interest, right? Yeah. I got in because I bought Bitcoin in 2014 <clears throat> because of the Joe Rogan podcast. Andreas Antonopoulos, yes. he was a guest. And 2014, tw after like the boom and bust cycle of 2013, it was like yeah. Bitcoin's first real notable like bubble moment. It caught, captured some people's attention, whatever. And then I heard the podcast. He was talking about like it's a new potential financial system that's, you know, yeah. digital. It was made by some obscure entity named Satoshi. Nobody knows who he is, if he's still alive. Yeah. Very captivating story. I was like, dude, this is crazy. This is like some Matrix Sweet. shit, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, let me go figure out if I should buy some or not. Yeah. And it was 2014, right? So it was like the most non-intuitive process just to get bitcoin yeah <laughs> nowadays it's like super easy it's an app yeah yeah but my thinking at the time was like okay I, obviously i missed see the wrong thinking i didn't understand markets back then so i was like okay i missed the boom of bitcoin it's over yeah it's never gonna go back up again yeah right <laughs> <laughs> that but, was when bitcoin was like about a hundred dollars three hundred dollars yeah because it peaked up around 1300 i think yeah and then, and then it, it crashed, crashed to like about a hundred dollars. Yeah. So this is like mid 2014. Yeah. Like yeah. around a hundred to 200 is like where it was like, you know, bouncing in between. Yeah. But, uh, my, my, my intention was not to buy Bitcoin. It was my was speculating. He's like, Oh, I heard there's these other altcoins. That's what Andreas was talking about. There's, yeah, there's Litecoin and, um, probably like early ripple. Yeah. I don't think Ethereum existed at the uh -huh. time. But there was something called dark coin. And I was like, <laughs> I want it just cause it sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> But eventually it ended up becoming Dash. And it, like yeah. if I, so I bought $50 worth of Bitcoin, which if I, if I wanted to use that to buy Dash, but I couldn't figure out how to do all that. So I gave up. Yeah. But if I would have made that $50 swap from Bitcoin to Dash, that would have been worth like 30 grand. Nice. By 2017. Yeah. But yeah. of course I didn't do that. I left it in Bitcoin, but still I came back three years later in 2017 and I saw that $50 purchase of Bitcoin ended up, being roughly around 400. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it. That was it. That was the aha moment that clicked in my head yeah. in 2017. It's like, dude, yeah. this is like, I was wrong in my assumption of like Bitcoin will never go back up because it was. Yeah. And then it introduced me to markets. Like there's cycles here. It's like, yeah. this yeah. is something I need to be paying attention to. There's the questions your relatives are asking. like, how do I make money? Yeah. It was paying laid attention. Out, it was laid out in front of me. That's how yeah. you make money. Yeah. You just got to participate, have skin in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the most important thing is to have patience as well because you can't just buy $50 worth of Bitcoin and then all of a sudden you're a millionaire. Exactly. Right? You need to understand <laughs> where the where we are in the markets. You need to understand what exactly is going to be the next wave mm -hmm. because now the crypto markets, they're pretty mature. It, yeah. It's, you're not going to get rich from Bitcoin. Probably not unless you use some kind of like leverage unless potential. something unless something external outside the world happens where <laughs> they make some realization that uh bitcoin is going to be the new world's reserve currency and then all of a sudden bitcoin's worth a million dollars yeah which is highly unlikely because there's going to be tons of like a Resistance, friction yeah, yeah, friction in be. between those two uh that's right endpoints yeah. <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt yeah but on a long enough time scale like you would be right at yeah. some point you know yeah well, yeah, and so that, that encourages people to be more speculative, right? It's like start to pay attention to emerging innovations within like the blockchain space, right? So yeah. And therefore you have Ethereum yep. and the whole decentralized financial system that's developing there. Yeah. And then you have uh, NFTs and then you get to Metaverse and then you have a digital nation spawning. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it gets, it gets, it gets wild it when gets, you really lay it out like that. It does get wild. Yeah, because yeah, <clears throat> we've always been saying that in our eyes, the metaverse is the end game, I guess, to all this Web3 stuff. Yeah. yeah. Of course, there's like, you know, application for like the, the real world for blockchain, but it's just everything in, in the virtual is going to be underpinned yeah. by blockchain. Like yeah. Everything. The complexities that we see in the traditional markets, they're all going to exist digitally. Yeah. And in 3D. Yeah, and the, and the reason why it's so important is because a lot of the value in the economy that has been bred from, like, our physical existence is, like, determined by factors beyond human control, right? Like yeah. like physics. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the Earth came about not because we decided it to come about, just, like, these, these physical forces, like, constructed this perfect ball <laughs> with the perfect conditions in order for yeah. us to exist on, right? So. Yeah. 
And because of that, we leveraged how to like, you know, we discovered resources and we figured out practical uses for these things and we built economies off of that. Right. Yeah. No, nobody we, programmed this. We invented a technology. Yeah. I mean, it took us a long fucking time to get yeah, to that point, but, and a lot of people had to die yeah. <laughs> for us to get here. But the point is, <clears throat> if we're going to try and replicate like these value systems in a virtual sense, then the only way to do that is just to inject these kind of like uh, these limitations of like things like scarcity yeah. and uh, verify verifiability. Verif yeah. yeah. Things like that. And the only way to do that, as far as we know, is, is through blockchain, mm -hmm. right? So it has to be the base layer to everything for the, 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 the Web3 ecosystem. Base layer to everything digital. Yeah. Yes. Digital renaissance age, I guess. Right? And, so. and so we're, we're going to see a renaissance for music, yep. right? Digital music uh, as yeah. NFTs. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to be. I have, yet. A, I have a few ideas. Um, I guess <laughs> I, like can, a, I can speculate. A digital publishing platform, perhaps, but... See, the problem is, yeah. And then every time I think of, like, an idea of, like, how you could do this, immediately I start to think, like, at some point these are going to be considered securities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But but at the same time, I wish they wouldn't because imagine the coolness of, like, you know, you're, you're a Hollywood producer. Sure, sure. I got this great idea for a movie. I'm going to pitch it to, like, the world. Yeah. I'm selling, I don't know, 10,000 NFTs yeah. that... that each one is like a, how many seconds do you think is in like in a two hour movie? Let's well, see. A lot can you do 60 that? times 60 times two. Uh, yeah, I don't have a calculator on it. Yeah. <laughs> let's just, let's just pretend it's a hundred thousand seconds, but like, <laughs> so then each, each of the 10,000 entities would be 7,200 seconds. seconds. What? Seconds in a two hour movie? I did. It's that can't be right. Sixty seconds per <laughs> minute. Minute. Sixty minutes in an hour. Times two. Times two. Yeah, seven thousand two hundred seconds. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so if you mint, so you can't mint ten thousand NFTs then, because <laughs> then you would have fractionalized <laughs> well, seconds. Okay, you would have seven thousand two hundred seconds or NFTs. But then it's one second. One in second a movie. of a movie, like where's the value it's in like, that? It would be see, like, like an explosion. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like I owned that explosion, dude. That was mine. Yeah. But the idea is, with a five second, like you know, NFT, maybe you could capture like a really, you know, famous iconic moment of a movie. And it's like, dude, I own that. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, I could see something like that. You could fractionalize it in like moments. Yeah. Dude, movie moments. Movie moments. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But then the word fractionalization is like, dude, that's SEC a, red flag. Yeah, you know they're looking hard. Yeah. Anytime you fractionalize anything, it's like, hold up a second. Yeah. What are y'all doing here? They they pretty much have a Google uh, alerts. Like <laughs> anyone who has a website with fractionalization. That's right. It adds them to the database. It's time to think of a new word. Um, it's like piecing. <laughs> piecing. It's like sharding. Sharding's a good one. Yeah. She. So. But yeah. Fra <laughs> yeah. Fragmentation. Yeah, but um, disintegration. I want to go back to the idea of technology and and the whole evolutionary process of how we arrived here. Because okay. what's interesting is that I mentioned that we invented technology. We're the only ones who have been able to reach space out of all the animals that have existed on Earth so far. And as far as we can tell, we're the only ones that exist yeah. out in the universe. Yeah. But what's interesting is that Part of the evolutionary process is intelligence leading to in the invention of technology. Yeah. Maybe like technology as cold as it is, is part of like life evolution. But to what? <clears throat> to, to what end? I don't know. Well, the only end is, is what the artificial intelligence or something. Is that where you're getting to? It's Essentially. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the theory, right? We're just like an obvious path just to like, breeding some sort of new living yeah and, and form <laughs> the only reason why i bring that up is because if we're going to spend a ton of time in the digital space as we already do yeah we're only talking about just spending more time in the 3d space <sighs> yeah right because all right now all our action is in 2d on cell phones laptop screens yeah and so now with the metaverse the action is going to be in 3d it's going to be more immersive we're going to be in the world mm. rather than looking at worlds yeah right so you bring up an interesting question, like the fact that 
clearly there's like a couple of technology layers that are going to like intersect. So converge, like yeah. converge artificial intelligence and like the digital yes. society. Yeah. Imagine it, it, it brings like up questions of like, now we got like ethics on a real level, like, cause we're going to be, sure. we're going to be regularly interacting with artificial intelligence, like in, 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 in the embodiment form, like in the virtual space. Yeah. 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 And you won't know the difference most likely. Yeah. You'll be able to talk to your ancestors. I mean, way in the future, we would be those ancestors. We might be able to mm. live in a consciousness yeah. that could be traversable throughout the metaverse mm -hmm. and our future ancestors would be able to communicate with us. It's hmm. like, Dude, how was it like when uh, Bitcoin was only three thousand dollars in twenty eighteen? Well, then that's the question: is did, what what in your mind like is that actually like you still being present at all, even though it's like a an artificial representation well, of your thought? I th think that it would be difficult to distinguish my real self with my digital consciousness from somebody interfacing with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but well, like yeah. You, you wouldn't even know that I I passed like a thousand years ago. Mm. Unless I'm saying like things like cool and that's mm. tight. Like you would Cause, normally cause say that people a thousand years from now won't be saying that <laughs> unless you're like really that cool and tight. Yeah. Like you like really bring <laughs> it back, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, Will said it. It's like, it's we're like, saying we're it. Saying it yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking a dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Right. And then what's the value in that? And cause I could totally see that happening. Just, even if like, so this is a question of like consciousness, like, will will we be aware, like if we allow our uh, thoughts to be, hmm. patterns to be mapped to like an artificial. I, I feel like we would run out of like consciousness loop where <laughs> you talk to the consciousness of will long enough, I'll just be repeating the same thing just because <laughs> there wasn't enough information input into this consciousness to like, mm. and then things that are happening in real time a thousand years from now, there would be, th there would be no relevance to it, to our consciousness today. Mm. Like maybe they're having like different kinds of problems. Maybe they're interacting with aliens mm -hmm. and we just have no basis to like conversate against that. Yeah. It's like, we haven't seen any aliens. We haven't, we, we don't even know that there's existence out there and in the future they do. Mm. And so <clears throat> it, it's going to be limited for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean. That's a weird little rabbit hole you just went down. Yeah, I was. I, the, the only reason why is because <clears throat> just uh, the the whole idea of this evolutionary process that now we're talking about existing in the metaverse. Yeah. And uh, so we're at that point where now it's like very close, right? Tablets were a long way away. Cell phones <laughs> were a long way away. Dri self driving cars was a long way away. Yeah. Spending time in the three D metaverse is not that long anymore. No, because we already do it in the 2D sense. Right. And some of us in the 3D, like if you were, you know, RuneScape, World of Warcraft We've, player, You've been there like for yeah. 10 years already. I've already made that crossover once in my life where like yeah. I, if, if, if God like just appeared in front of me during that time and he just gave me an ultimatum. He was like, yeah. dude, either you, you, you warp into World of Warcraft full yeah. time or you never get to play again, but you get to stay in the real world. Choose now, red, red or blue pill type shit. Yeah, I would have fucking all in red pilled. Yeah, right. That's the yeah. one that takes you in. Yeah, at that moment, dude, I was the, in my view of the time. Yeah, remember this is like 14, 15 year old me. So maybe like I wasn't like matured enough to see like the, I don't know, the folly in that. Yeah, <laughs> but I was just so enamored and like immersed into that experience. He was like, dude, yeah, come on, God, take me. Fuck this, fuck this world. I'm all in. So I understand like the, the potential of that. And, you know, because of whatever life events, like I was just uh, chosen, dude, <laughs> to, to, to be like, you know, part of that whole experience. Right. So yeah. it's weird. It's like I caught a glimpse of the Matrix by playing that game for a decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there, there it's possible for us to it's, create such robust and yeah. valuable virtual experiences that it takes priority. See, for yeah. someone like yourself, it's easy for you to, to imagine that, yeah, people are going to want to spend time in these virtual existences. But for anyone who hasn't That's, spent that much time, they'd yeah. be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, like this guy's sick, right? This is yeah. a sick individual. But it also reminds me of people who blame video games for, you know, shootouts at schools or... Yeah. But the reason why people equate equate that with like a sickness is because probably because it's mostly, you know, monetary, right? It's like, dude, and I think... 
you were aware that I, that happened to me, and I think you gave me similar. Oh, it's I, like, dude, yeah. it's like I was like, dude, are, there are, are girls gonna, out there. What are you doing in here? Not girls, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's also like I'm spending ten to twelve hours a day in this place. It's like, dude, where's the money, brah? You know? Yeah, exactly. Where, like, you know, where's the money, or where's the actual like, real life progression? You know? You know, it, it, man. It would have been a good use of your time had you spent your time in there, but you recorded it and put it on YouTube. And at the time, YouTube wasn't that's true. wasn't a big thing either, so it was Basically, not yeah, easy there, to connect the the dots there. Yeah, there's literally no economic opportunity to like yeah, yeah, extract some sort of value for for your own you know physical self through yeah. that, through participation. But Wh- that, which which is what that's what makes blockchain and gaming know, yeah. such so bullish. Yeah, because people are going to be doing that. They're going to be doing that naturally while they're playing their game. They're going to be earning. Exactly. Okay, so damn, dude, we're in metaverse now. Yeah. So speaking of the metaverse, we we just decided to uh, teleport in, and uh, there's a metaverse art week going on right now, and people are showcasing their art. Yeah, dude. So (coughs) we haven't done this in a while on the podcast. Actually, we haven't just we just haven't spent time in Decentraland, like, uh, you know through this medium i mean we do it every week during our calls and stuff like that so yeah fyi if you guys aren't aware yeah we do have a couple of projects brewing metazone and rovies and we do weekly calls for both um we're gonna start doing them on youtube so i guess it's really not going to be that difficult to like find that yeah. anymore before you had to go to our discord and stuff to uh, participate yeah, that's where we concentrated the action, but yeah. uh, we decided to uh, to kind of open it up because it was an echo chamber in Discord. Yeah, we're start- I'm starting to really understand that. I, I, I didn't believe it at first. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's true, dude. We, we really do just form like a closed environment. Damn, what is that? It looks pretty cool. Oh, this is Open Seas. Infinite Gallery, dude. Infinite Gallery. Looky here. So what is this? This is the art week for Decentraland. If you're not aware, Decentraland is the number one like Web three representation of uh, of a metaverse. Yeah, right. It's been around since uh, officially like launched in 2020, but they ICO'd in 2017. Yeah, I think. And their beta launched in late 2019. Yeah, so all this, of course, before the world cared, before Mark Zuckerberg pivoted his entire existence to like yeah. support this stuff. So. Essential Land's been doing it all along. We've been there as well. So, you know, we want we launched MetaZone same day. Yeah. February 2020. So So it's been uh what is it? 2 2, two years. 2 and a half years. 2 and a half years. Yeah. And you know what? This is very impressive what we're looking at here. Yeah, so this is this, dope. this is gallery. This is a gallery of which I would think of what we I would expect to see in the metaverse. Lay it, lay it out, dude. How yeah, come? not not necessarily not necessarily just a cube with a bunch of like art on the wall. This is this is a, a metaverse type of gallery. You can't see this in in like the real world. Yeah, and it, it, it's in it's it's really cool because uh, everyone's trying to figure out. And this is like a good segue into a potential next topic of like uh, I guess like architecture architectural design decisions when it comes to making virtual worlds decentraland kind of like kickstarted the whole concept of uh you know minting a certain amount of parcels for the virtual world ninety thousand to be exact so they introduced an element of scarcity to land right and because of that yeah you know the value of land is very expensive like sitting today i think the base price is somewhere around four to five thousand dollars just to have one parcel right Right. So if you're going to create a gallery of substance like this, like, I mean, this, this specific experience just, just displayed probably over a hundred different, um, art pieces. Right. Yeah. So imagine how much land you would have to own to display that same amount of art. So OpenSea, I guess, came up with a very unique solution to that problem. Right. Yeah. This is all in a single parcel. Yeah. Right? This is great, man. Th- this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of stuff I want to see in the metaverse. Yeah. Because it's not, just, it's not possible in the real world. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, there's, is that laser? Oh, my goodness. That is laser. That is one of our meta, uh, MetaZone creators right here. Yeah. Oh, I like his spectacles, dude. Well, let's, let me say hello. Hey, there he is, dude. <coughs> Where? He's chatting with me. Oh, he's saying what's up? Yeah, look at that. Hey, Will. <laughs> hey, man. 
how are you? That's the next thing you should type. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. It's like, are you uh, enjoying this infinite experience? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're just kind of like enjoying this. Um, okay, we're going to accept. Man, really impressive. So, <coughs> yeah, so this is interesting because this is <coughs> the issue with like j- jumping into the metaverse. We, we lose never train of thought, and then you never know who you run into. But be honest, dude, I think uh, you can't. We can't. You came in with with every intention to like not be impressed, impressed right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just because. I mean, let's let's be real. I mean, w- we've been doing this for a while. You can go back and watch our original. Um, whenever Decentraland launched, we recorded a podcast immediately after. Yeah, th- and we gave our honest thoughts and f- feelings and opinions on the launch, and people really appreciated that. Yeah, you know, it's good to hear like uh, you know. <clears throat> genuine reaction to things, not, you know, muddied. But basically, back then, you were not very bullish on art, right? And uh, you were yeah. very, very bullish on uh, utility, functionality, things that I wanna, the SDK enables, right? I don't, I don't want to say I'm not bullish on art. I'm not bullish on the implementation of art in the metaverse as I see it. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it's a very specific. It's very, like... Very it's because back then, like the art we saw was like just big sculptures, right? Um, Is that what you mean? Pretty like, much, not ecstatic like, sculptures, sculptures that don't really do much. Yeah, pretty or, much. Or are you talking about like the two D display? It's just well, because because right now, like most of the time, a gallery is like a glorified cube, yeah. and then you just put a bunch of pictures there, and then yeah. there's your metaverse art. Mm-hmm. And but things like this, it gives me hope. Like this is mm. this is what I call art. Okay, cool. Yeah, because technically nobody's ever seen anything like this before. Yeah. Right? So this, uh, whoever designed this, I got a lot of respect for them. Maybe it was laser, dude. That's why he's like hanging out. Yeah, it might be laser. (laughs) But Um, yeah, having said that, there's a lot of other things on display. So this is the Metaverse Art Week that Decentraland is hosting. So this is uh, in one of their plazas. So yeah. This is Rarible. Here's Rarible. Another NFT platform. This is something called Pixel Mine. That looks Pixel pretty Mine. cool. Yeah, let's go in here. Yeah, let's see how what this is all about. Right away, I saw AI generative art. So AI, hugely important. Generative, we know that's what kind of like sparked the whole NFT craze, NFT mania with the PFP thing. Yeah. That was all generative. <clears throat> okay, we got rainbow hues coming. So these are like Tesla coils. Activate coil. It says, my art should be made of thick paint, made of blown glass, made of painted light, made of found objects. Damn, that's tough. Um, I want to say painted light. Painted light. All right. Yeah. Is there another coil back there? I think there is. Ah, yeah. This makes sense. Okay. I'm in the mood for... Happy artwork, sad, crazy artwork, or ecstatic artwork. I think ecstatic's like the uh, best. It's calling to you? Yeah. Okay. So for those of you listening, we're in the metaverse, and we're activating these Tesla coils. But what this is actually doing is just inputting these, this information into like an AI engine, right? Correct. Yeah. Because we've seen this process before. Um. One of our artists on our team showed us this technology, this AI generative stuff. Yeah. She's a 2D artist. And uh, yeah, literally you could just like type a sentence to this AI and like give it a few hours <laughs> depending on your hardware. And it's going to spit out some like really crazy yeah. image. And it just, looks really cool. Yeah. It's like, dude, what? Yeah. But and, it, and it's sourcing what to create based off of the internet, I guess. All the data gathered from... I guess Google. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is basically a representation of human thought and human experience. So. Right. It is very human. Like whenever, whatever we're about to see here, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming is leveraging the same stuff. All right. This, this should be it. Generate art. Here we go, dude. Whee! Congratulations. Your art piece is number one in the, in the generation queue. Once finalized, your image will appear outside in the backyard. 
create more at beta.pixelmind.ai. Save 50% with promo code DCL. Cool. So they're giving everybody like a free taste. If you want to create more of this stuff. So I'm pretty sure these are going to be minted as NFTs. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I think so. That's a pretty badass. So it said to go to the backyard. Hold on. I'm zoomed in here. There we go. Okay. All right. Let's go to the back. Imagine if it was just like a wiener or something like that, dude. Like a wiener. <laughs> this is just like one giant elaborate troll, dude. Yeah. That that would be pretty cool. Wow. So this is these are some of the results. Yeah. This looks nice. Look at that one. That one's really cool. Flat Earth. Flat Earth. Hell yeah. Flat Earth Society, rise up. <laughs> <laughs> so which one's yours, dude? I guess we don't know, huh? Yeah, oh wow, know. look at that. Uh fucked up face. Um, waves of despair. Yeah, it's kind of like the crypto markets. But That's there's hope. There's a door up there. Oh damn, dude! The optimist always finding like the single ray of yeah. light within like <laughs> the the darkness cube. Yeah. This is a distortion of reality. You know, it's like uh, an egg in the universe. Yeah, black holes. Yeah. So I th I don't know which one's yours, dude. I don't think any of those are yours. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I mean, these things take forever to generate. I thought so. It depends how how complex it is. Mm. Yeah, the thing that Haley was working on was way more complex, and yeah, because yeah. the input was infinite. Like you could put type in anything. Oh, I see. This was like it sort of navigated you to what your options were. So it's it has like a pre-selected like library, I guess, or something. I don't know. I think so. <coughs> That's pretty cool. So, so yeah, this is just a showcase of what's going on in the metaverse. Um, there's still a lot to be built, a lot of primitives that are missing. Um, yeah, we think the DeFi space <coughs> is going to be here eventually uh, with our help, most likely. Okay. DeFi, I mean, <clears throat> the question is, like, yeah, what is supposed to be, what, what, what is the experience you're supposed to expect if 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 we're if these like multi trillion dollar predictions are ever to like come to fruition, yeah, and we're not the ones setting these predictions, you know, it's it's the uh, institutional investors and stuff like that. Yeah, what do they see? What are they like expecting to see when they log in? Right? Is this it? Is this yeah. enough? Definitely you know, not. Definitely no? not. But is this this is still like a very important part of it, right? Like like look what you're witnessing here. This is uh. If it finished? Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah, let's go down there. Congratulations, your AI generated art piece powered by PixelMind is complete. Dude, that's really good. Good timing. All right, let's see what I got here. All right, let's see. Oh. Well, that's interesting. So So what do you how do you interpret this one, dude? I, I'm I'm <laughs> seeing a robot. Was well, it facing you or facing away? Facing it's facing away and it's turning his head to the left. Okay. I and then see. It's like it. holding hands with like a a bird. <laughs> what the? Oh, I see the bird. Oh, yeah. It's like a and it's psychedelic robot by lightning to make it alive. No, it's like a it's like a galactic wave on its way, <laughs> and he's like saying his last goodbyes to like this little Tweety bird. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is it for me, guys. He's like, might as well just. Uh, Brace for impact. Yeah. You know? uh, See that? So our AI is coming alive and it's like I don't know, dude. merging with life. Dude, that's art, man. You don't see that value in that? Um, Some machine just spun that out, dude. I'm uh, psh, that yeah. I'm impressed. I really am. Yeah. I mean it's much a lot different than any of these. But yeah, I mean that's good. Okay, so let's <coughs> move along. What else is on display, dude? All right, so what um, are those, dude? Are those Robies? Oh dang! Potential glitches. So it says open. We're opening. <coughs> All right, the door's opening to an eyeball. Wow, this is actually cool. What the f? Wow. Well, dude, I'm like tripping out actually. So it's following me. What does it want you to do? I think it wants you to get closer to it. Get closer? Yeah. Well, I think this is the art, dude. 
I know, but it's like talking. There you go. Oh, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Okay. Hey, there's sound. Oh, you know what? That's that's part of the what? That's part of the experience that some people were talking about. It was like AI music. Uh huh. I don't know if this is it, but that's pretty cool. So you're telling me AI is making music too? Yeah, they're doing everything. Of, of course. So what are we good for? Uh, building AI. Well, AI is going to do all of our work, dude. So then, what are we going to do? We're going to manage AI. <laughs> what does that mean? Not all of us. AI management. Like maybe like a few, a I, few. I think what that's about why the rest of humanity, dude. UBI is going to be important. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> UBI and the metaverse, right? If, the metaverse, if, yeah. If we have no purpose in the physical realm, AI is going to just be like our, you know, caretakers. You know, make sure our butts are clean. <laughs> Make sure we're well <laughs> hydrated and we're just plugged in, dude. We're yeah. just going to be in the virtual realm. What do you think about that, dude? Is I, I, I think I'm that's totally very plausible. Yeah. I think that's almost like for sure going to happen. Is that good or bad? Well, I think, I think it's inevitable. I so don't, I don't know if it matters if it's good or bad. Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, you, you could argue that a lot of the economic activity on current um, existence is wasted energy. Mm -hmm. Like what good is a waiter or waitress bringing food to you in a restaurant? Mm. Like how much value is that? Is that worth a human's human's life to spend eight hours doing that? Mm. I don't think so. No, no, not at all. What if it enables them to, you know, spend more time with their child and stuff like that? Because well, not working would allow them to spend more time with their child. Right. The problem is they're working to supply themselves with the sustenance that they need. Resu the, uh, the, the, the minimum essential needs. Exactly. So what are you advocating for here, dude? Complete saying, destruction of I'm the system? I'm just saying, think about this. <laughs> think about this. If all Thinking. robots take up all the, like, mundane, boring jobs, yeah. what else could there, like, what solution could there be to provide the minimum resources to everybody mm. and maintain some level of civilization mm. right the some answers are ubi right other answers are a little bit more complex like resource management mm. like solutions but uh but yeah i mean that's just i mean we're going far off here with the, <laughs> the metaverse thing well it's because it's just too much ai exposure like seems like everywhere i look well yeah I, that's uh, true we're seeing ai before it was just kind of like a rumor like a whisper like, it was like yeah. the only thing that google was doing like yeah it's like i've, I've been heard about these tech companies like yeah ai is going to be a big deal it's like really yeah when yeah it's like come at me google with your ai and then shh, it's everywhere yeah it's like uh being programmed into everybody's devices it's being a, a, a mainstay in people's home living situations. You know, a lot of people are just becoming totally dependent on it. It's like, dude. Yeah. And it's only going to get more and more prevalent. So, yeah, like, what does that mean? I, I guess we'll like, find out, dude. I feel like it's just going to be inevitable. It's part of the progression of technology is yeah. to figure out how to make intelligent computers. Mm. And it's just a natural part. But, but I mean, this is, this is a good example of like the creativity of people, right? I don't know if generative art is going to compete with everything that uh, humans can create. I think it definitely can compete generative anything, right? Like if you're advocating that the future of the metaverse is going to be in the hands of the 3d creator, right? Yeah, you could foresee a a place where AI just all of a sudden can produce anything that a human could, right? Or if not better. Um. So. Oh, of course. Uh something went wrong. Typical Decentraland. Yeah. Um. <laughs> something so goes wrong frequently, but nonetheless, <coughs> that was Metaverse Art Week. Uh, I guess it it it, it fulfilled what art is intended to do. It makes you think. We definitely went down yeah, some weird we, thought we, holes. We went deep there. <laughs> That's what art is supposed to make you do, right? So kudos to Decentraland <laughs> and the art community for putting that display on. We were only in there for like 
10 minutes. 10 minutes, yeah. And we, we got went, totally lost. We went deep. <laughs> <laughs> we got totally taken off our feet, dudes. But yeah, back, back to uh, reality. You know, yeah. NFTs, liquidity and crisis. That's right. <laughs> what else? The fucking Federal Reserve is on the verge of like, you know, shutting down everything. Yeah. Back to reality, dude. We're all fucked. Yeah. No, just kidding. So NFT liquidity crisis. So what is that and why does that matter? Why does it matter? Yeah. Well, I think it matters to, again, like... Um, to all the NFT bag holders out there that can't... Yeah, there's shake. a lot of there's a lot of new people who probably just got exposed to these markets last year. Yeah. And this In the is, middle this of, is, like, the new. hype of yeah. NFTs. So this is a harsh reality. I think uh, people are being, you know, are encountering and, like, learning yeah. how to deal with. It's like, hey, hold on a minute. How come all these things that were so popping yeah. six to 12 months ago... Nobody wants to buy them from me, right? That's that's called a lack of liquidity. <laughs> <laughs> and if we were around before this this bull cycle, which we were, <clears throat> we were aware that there was a liquidity crisis in the NFT markets because that was before the boom, right? So yep. we're, we're uh, we were holding wearables and stuff in Decentraland, but we we're struggling to find liquidity sources for these assets so yeah. we were already asking the question way back then dude like what's the solution to this obvious huge problem right so uh we did a video on pseudo swap yeah and there's a technical solution so here comes the value of the podcast and and the value of our videos is you just outlined the problem no liquidity yeah and here's a project called pseudo swap solving that problem yeah which is automated market making which mm -hmm. is providing liquidity for nfts yeah so what it does is essentially it allows anybody to create a mar a market of a given NFT and providing an ETH liquidity pool to give it liquidity mm -hmm. so that people can opt in to purchase either the NFT assets or put or add NFT assets to that pool mm -hmm. and uh, and take some of that ETH right in, in return. So... <clears throat> Ultimately, it's a liquidity pro provider, right? It's it's the Uniswap for NFTs, and it it does some of the function. It does solve some of the problems, but not yeah. all of them. But I, I guess the main problem is that when you have an NFT, the idea is is that one NFT is unique from the next NFT in a given collection. Yeah. And if you decide to pull all these NFTs together into a single liquidity pool, then you you lose the potential of identifying the value of one entity versus another. Mm -hmm. But what it gives you is if you you could end up selling those NFTs at a lower price to potentially get some of the liquidity out yeah, rather than just waiting for Being somebody to come in. in. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. because another interesting th thing we're starting to kind of like, I guess m it hasn't been proven yet, but maybe we're starting to, there's, there's potential for this to actually be reality is like the, the blockchain industry is starting to mature to the point where there's like sectors that kind of like boom and bust independent of each other like yeah. the DeFi sector sure. had a boom and bust period sure. independent of crypto independent of uh nfts and then it kind of settled down and gave the nft sector like it's a whole new opportunity to like take center stage yeah things like this right so we're gonna see if that still maintains like which is gonna be very interesting if, yeah. if it persists and like different sectors kind of like have their own again like individual boom bus cycles because so if that's the case liquidity is going to be incredibly important because you know if DeFi pops off in the next three to six months yeah while there's l no liquidity present in the nft markets it's gonna like, be a lot less yeah, because yeah. it's gonna people are gonna be siphoning even more liquidity from the NFT markets, like if, to participate in DeFi, because sure. that's where the money making opportunities are. Yeah. So, I, I totally, I totally think that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's why we this podcast is really focused on keeping uh, a finger on the pulse, finger on, the pulse yeah. on all the sectors of crypto, not just metaverse, yeah. not just DeFi. Just it's all of everything. Yeah, as much as like we're. <clears throat> obligated to keep our pulse in the metaverse yeah. just because that's our main sector of involvement. And yeah, at some point the metaverse sector, its own individual sector will have its, you know, mania phase 2.0. The yeah. one we saw with the whole Zuckerberg thing, that was like peanuts. Yeah. It was, man, it was barely a, like, yeah, like the central land popped off a little bit. Like all like, the, it lasted like three months and then it was done. Yeah. 
but it's largely because there's just not much value present yet within the metaverse. Like, yeah, but man, that's that's like uh, Bitcoin popping off to like thirteen hundred exactly, and then dumping to a hundred exactly. It's just that's what I mean. Like these cycles just kind of like occur yeah. independently now. Like yeah. so, I think DeFi is next, probably most likely, because it's been kind of like l- slumbering. Twelve to eighteen months sleeping. Yeah. yeah, if you just look at all the charts of all the. Uh, yeah, blue chip DeFi protocols like they've just been on a clearly they've been in a winterish phase. Yeah. Just kind of like, I bet you they felt a lot like how we felt, you know, when we were building in the metaverse and we yeah. got to, we had to sit there and watch <laughs> them have all the fun, <laughs> like the DeFi DGens. Like, yeah. dude, I, like we felt totally left out. Yeah, I bet you they've been feeling the same way. <clears throat> you know, well, not, they felt the same way. For, well, I guess they've been feeling the same way for like eighteen months, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's true. It's that's their true. time. I'm pretty sure we're going to be spending a lot more time looking into that sector yeah we have to that's our prediction right like they, they're gonna have to resurge and then the uh general crypto markets probably nfts metaverse and, but that metaverse boom that's the one oh yeah i think that's gonna just like capture the world's attention at some point well absolutely and all these big predictors are at a trillion dollars like yeah. within the next five years yeah, and the big one is once we get to that stage of the metaverse maturation where, like, you know, <coughs> we start to hear headlines in, like, CNN. It's like, dude, yeah, this metaverse has, like, a multi-billion dollar GDP. Yeah. It's like it's bigger than, you know, some country in the European Union. Yeah. And then they're <laughs> forming, like, unions among other metaverses. Like, yeah. Is this a threat? You yeah. know, like, should governments be concerned? You yeah. know, because it's like it's rogue. Like, how do I tax this digital <laughs> nation? <laughs> how do you regulate? Yeah. yeah, they're just now struggling how to regulate, you know, a basic cryptocurrencies and stuff yeah. like that. They're only just now talking about NFTs, how, like yeah. whether or not, you know, they need regulation. What's the proper way to do that? Do we need to spin off entire new government entities to do this? Like, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I think new rules need to be set in regards to that. Yeah. I, I just don't think... I mean, it's that simple anymore because now that anybody can create a potential security, I think we got to be a little bit more lenient as far as allowing the United States citizens to participate in this because you don't know what could come about. Yeah. And if you restrict it, you're just leaving. You're cutting yourself off. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, there is something of importance happening here just just based on the scale of activity like activity participation innovation yeah. the rate yeah. of it yeah you know everybody with a brain should be able to like just identify that and not and come to the conclusion that you know this is tremendously valuable stuff yeah so yeah if you miss out on it lunch you're yeah. gonna regret it <laughs> yeah the much. u.s is pretty close to missing out i mean yeah. they're, they're making some bad moves mm. um uh, so definitely watch our tornado cash video i mean we talk about that in depth and our last podcast, yeah. Our last podcast is pretty well. much fixate because that w- that's been the talk of the town is, you know. Yeah, I'm still United- thinking about it. <laughs> well, like, we have to. Yeah. It, and that's the point because the United States finally like reared its big ugly head. As, as, as you predicted. Yeah, the big bad wolf like, yeah. you know, showed up and he's like, you know what, dude, I'm, I'm not cool with a lot, a lot of this stuff, you know. Yeah. And we're just we're just now flexing like just the smallest. Yeah bit of our you know mighty stick you know just a yeah. tip <laughs> just a tip <laughs> we could do so much more damage if we want but we haven't come to the conclusion that we need to be that you know authoritative yeah but if they do that's the that's the existential threat right like they For have sure. that ability i mean they just the tip was <laughs> just was just was taking, enough it was just taking down a completely decentralized protocol yeah a thing wiping it off of like existence pretty much except the smart contracts well yeah i mean you can't touch those yeah technically you can still access the smart contracts but from like a a usability standpoint Mm. everyone's a criminal according to the united states government that's the big thing it doesn't matter which country you're in you're considered a criminal if you're using tornado cash and yeah not just like a like a like a big one, I think. <laughs> you, you asked me. Uh, we only have a, a minute left, but you asked me back in the in the early days of the podcast. You asked me if the United States sanctioned Bitcoin, meaning every holder of Bitcoin is now a, f- a felon. It's yeah. Like, would you dump your tokens? And I said no. And you still stand by that? I'm I'm thinking. You know the SEC, or you know FBI is watching this. I was now, like, it's like <laughs> we're gonna push the button. Will says yes. If he's afraid, we're yeah. doing it. Yeah, dude. 
What do you think? No, I would definitely leave the country. <gasps> for sure. Whoa, dude. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to just because the United States is just too too old in their thinking, and it just doesn't make sense. Mm. So you don't want to stick around to see like the uh, yeah. There's no there's no need there's, there's no need to stick around. <coughs> see the fallout effects of of us of, and I feel like the now I guess empire being left behind like pretty much from the rise of the digital age. This exactly this is what it looks Oof. like when an empire goes down. People just leave being stubborn in their ways. Yeah. Wanted to maintain absolute control. Well, that's what that's why my my stance and my sentiment has yeah. always been: the United States has to respond this way, just because it's too, it's just too damaging to their 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 grip on yeah. civilization at the moment, right? Yeah, it is. So it's just they're they're trying to maintain power, right? That's what they're gonna do. Yeah, dude. So, all right, that's been the podcast. Let us know what you think about the metaverse, about Bitcoin being sanctioned by the United States, tornado cash sanctionings. Yeah, metaverse, um, cool, cool or not? Is it is the metaverse cool yet? <laughs> are you guys? Yeah, are we st- are we crazy again? Are we? <laughs> it's like, should we have to reevaluate our sanity once again? Yeah. Everybody thinks metaverse is uncool. Yeah. yeah, and if you have any questions, let us know in the comments section below on YouTube, and uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Block Runner, at MetaZone.io, and at Roby AI, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>